You're listening to the Heart of the Matter podcast with me, Naomi Sturdy. This podcast is aiming to have discussions and conversations on yoga, society shifts and changes, mental health, physical health, creativity, careers, and life. This Irish podcast aims to dig deeper and get to the heart of the matter on who we are and why we are doing what we are doing. Welcome to the very first episode of 2020. Uh, you would not believe how many times I've tried to record this intro. Okay, I'm officially driven mad now. <laughs> so this is the life of um, a lady who doesn't have an official production studio. Anyway, I am going to progress onwards and keep going. I hope you're keeping well and having a lovely day. Um, I, in this episode, I'm chatting to Dublin-based freediver Claire Walsh, and we chat about loads of different topics, um, all about her freediving, the physical components involved, the mental aspects, uh, how she coaches and teaches workshops in those now, um, and also issues that we spoke about around panic, fear that can come up. Certainly this comes up for me in open water. And then also issues around body image that can arise when we're promoting online and this kind of thing. Um, again, certainly affects me as well as I know many others. So I hope you enjoy listening. And I'm keeping this really short because <laughs> I'm just going to go mad if I have to record one more time. So if you want to touch base with me, you can catch me on Naomi at elementsyoga.ie or on social media, naomi.sturdy, um, on Instagram. So you can reach out, let me know how you find the episode, or share the episode would be even more amazing um, in your stories. And I hope you enjoy it, and have a great day. Kona, press report. This is uh, the new regime of 2020. I'm like, okay, let's just start no, chatting. <laughs> So, um, how are you doing, Claire? I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> so, great. thanks so much for accommodating this in your day. And, um, yeah, maybe to start, like, do you want to give people a little background on just who you are, maybe yeah. what you do, sure. like main points of interest. <laughs> so my name is Claire. It's like being in Irish college. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say that now. Uh, so my name is Claire. Um, I suppose I have a bit of an eclectic CV. Um, I, am, uh, I trained as an actor. I've worked as a voice coach. I have a master's in movement all that means here <laughs> <laughs> so I worked as a movement director um, and I worked for I think about eight years in Lambert Puppet Theatre so I worked as a puppeteer I do aerial silks but I also hold my breath and I hold my breath in water so I'm a competitive freediver and um, I started freediving in 2015 did my first competition in 2017 took a break the next year and then I decided to go for the world championships yes so cool <laughs> so I've kind of been following mm. like we met mm -hmm. in I think it was 2016 yes, it was. Yeah. yeah so we started doing the the silks classes and I remember you talking about free diving I and kind of started then, yeah, yeah getting into it mm -hmm. so it's amazing watching everything's been happening yeah. um so let's see like what kind of drew you to the free diving in the first place was it a friend doing it or no and you know it's something I've thought about a lot I've been asked a bit about like I can trace it back to <laughs> I was snorkeling you know while I was away uh, I think it was in Belize or somewhere and I was with a couple of lads they kicked down from the surface and went into a cave I'm quite confused. And you were just on holidays there? Yeah. yeah. So I was, you yeah. know, backpacking. Yeah. Um, so they went into a cave. I was like, okay, I need to do this. So I tried to do it and couldn't. And very nonchalantly asked them afterwards, so what was that? And they're like, that's free diving. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know all about that. Didn't. Uh, whatever, later on that day, Googled it, um, found out where taught it. And I booked a flight to go, like, within a couple of days. And I had whatever 
three weeks left of my trip and ended up staying on that island learning free diving. Wow. So that was the start of it. Um, it's something I've tried to give up because it's really inconvenient. Yeah. You know, I can't do it here. Yeah. And, you know, to, to split my life to go off and train takes a lot of money and also takes a lot of time. Yeah. It's the I, same with climbing. Yeah, I can of relate. course, of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. So yeah, it's that feeling that you kind of feel sometimes that you're you're nowhere. Yeah. Like so, you're kind of always in between. Exactly. Like a part of you's you know maybe dreaming of these adventures mm-hmm. or wanting to be there, and then another part of you's like, oh well, I want to be settled and see my friends exactly. and my family. And, and like, like when yeah. you're away and you know you're in really beautiful places and all the texture isn't well for you and all that kind of thing. Yeah. And then you hear of. You know, your sister meeting your pal or whatever and them going to the cinema. And you're, you get really jealous of that. All the yeah. normal things are, you know, yeah. sitting, it's, it's always my sisters and my pals. But, uh, you know, it's having a cup of tea with them. You know, mm. it's those things you miss. And like that, I'm in aerial silks now. And we've just had our tea after class and stuff like that you really miss. So yeah. I suppose what I'm trying to do at the moment is to achieve that. Well, I think we're all trying to do it, but balance yeah um, yeah enjoy my time while i'm here and um, keep connected with the sea keep going with my disciplines as much as i can and then really enjoy the time away so yeah i'm trying it's yeah trying i don't know how it's working out so yeah and before the free diving so when you saw these guys mm-hmm. um had there been like a presence of seeing your life prior to that like was something that drew you or just kind of i just I was competitive. Yeah. Um, I would have always been comfortable in the water. Um, Dad would have taken a swim when we were kids. I would have swam in the sea. I'm going to hit that again. So, sorry, Claire, continue where you were. <laughs> yeah. um, um, I would have been, always been comfortable in the water. Dad would have taken us all swimming when we were kids and to varying degrees, you know, uh, into our teens. Um, yeah, so I was never, like, afraid of the sea. I was comfortable. Uh, I loved a bit of snorkeling. had done a bit of scuba diving, but I'd never heard of like free diving yeah. I genuinely had no notion that it existed um, so it was all like totally new to me when, when I started doing my course um, but it's it's incredible it's 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 really incredible and like I said it's something that I tried to give up mm. uh, I tried well no I firstly I tried to keep it going here kind of seeing with their pool clubs mm. um, and there isn't such a big scene in Ireland and then I think by the time I think I met you in 2016, I had just spent a couple of weeks during the summer, uh, I think six weeks, going back to learn more. And I think at the start of 2017, I packed everything in and went to do it for a year. So and where were you that time? You were somewhere really fancy. Well, it's so not fancy for anyone who's been to Utila. It's an island of Honduras. So it is in the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, But it's like the trailer park. Okay, Caribbean. yeah. And you spend like, just literally going diving every day yeah, when you were there. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of that's that's what we did. And um, is it like training formal or is it more just? No, it was like yeah. And you know, at the time that was my only experience of free diving, so I thought this is how you trained. But I've since met lots of other free divers, and they've shown me, you know, actually starting to program your training like you would for any other sport. Yeah. Um, and that's really helped. But um, no, it was, it was more informal. Uh, back on Utila. Um, there would be beginners courses running and then there'd be masters students and then at that point I was becoming an, an instructor um, so you'd just yeah go and do yeah. different exercises and be in the water and whatever. cool yeah. and how does it feel like so you're kind of saying there's not such a big scene here mm-hmm. does that feel strange like trying to get into a sport where there's no real culture that you can connect to yeah, or like you know there it, yeah. Over the last couple of months, a lot of people have contacted me about training with me in Dublin. Mm. Um, so there are free divers out there. Okay. Um, I suppose to varying different uh, levels of ability. Um, but we don't have, you know, what we're missing is, you know, formal training or a club where a coach will come in, run drills, and you can develop your breath hold skills. You're not doing depth, but you are working on so many of the components yes, in the pool. Yeah. So by the time I go to... Um, depth training which will start for me in April of this year a lot of my pals who will have gone back to London or wherever will be in a club so they do have a bit of an edge Mm. by the time they get to depth training so 
that's what I'm missing. Yeah, yeah. okay. And also just to nerd out with people. Yeah, well, totally. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. You want your scene of people that you can yeah. be like, oh my God, and this and this. Like, you can just talk about everything. Yeah. Um, so what do you think, like, in terms of, like, say, freediving as a sport or an endeavour, mm. like, you know, is the kind of challenge in a physical like there's obviously physical mm. challenge but it, like is there a massive mental component I of think like like the mental component is by far the hardest yeah so at the, at the minute i'm running uh, introduction to free diving workshops um so it is attracting people who are comfortable in the water and whatever we had i had two women over the weekend on two different courses and they just thought asher oh, sure, look i'll give it a go which i love that attitude um, they have no desire to uh, take it in the water. We do do a, a session in the pool, but they have no desire to go on and do depth or anything like that. But the takeaway from the courses is it has so many benefits to everyday life. So I suppose the fundamental part of freediving is holding your breath in water. Okay, that sounds like a mad thing to do. Mm. But to be able to do that, you need to bring such an awareness to your breath and um, how you breathe uh, where the tension is in your body when you breathe. So that's one part, so conscious breathing. And that's something that can be beneficial to lots of different areas. And the second part is relaxation. You know, I find when someone says to me, just relax, that's the very opposite effect yeah, on me. Yeah, definitely. And to actually be able to relax without a phone in my hand, without even listening to music. So real, like you'd know well enough from your own practice but proper relaxation letting mm. go of tension settling down the mind that's so much harder than than we'd ever perceive and mm. um, so you need to learn that skill and that brings with it a certain softness which you know it's kind of hard to achieve so there's those two, those two elements and then the last two is i guess about mental strategy and this i kind of i'd explain this as what we tell ourselves or the thoughts we think when we're in a state of physical or mental discomfort. Mm. So it's a lot around self-talk. So do we motivate? Do we, you know, give out to ourselves? You know, you really have to begin to look at those patterns. You don't need to take any of them into the water for them to be beneficial. And then when you put the three of them together, it's, it's quite astounding. Mm. So I suppose my tagline, uh, has kind of evolved as being, you know, free diving helps me live better. And mm. it's like it's it's really cheesy at this stage, but it is true. Mm. And I think that's why I found free diving hard to give up because when I'm training, you know, you're you're doing your meditation in the morning and you're stretching, you're watching what you eat, you're watching your caffeine intake, your sugar, alcohol and so on. Um because that's what you need to do. You know, you, you naturally feel a little bit better. And then you come back to Ireland and bad habits creep in a lot more quickly mm. here for me. Um, so when I start to think more about, okay, well, if I was freediving tomorrow, what would today look like? Mm. It would certainly mean going to bed earlier. It would mean no caffeine after 12 p.m. and so on. So it naturally helps you. And then, you know, if you do meditation, you're a little bit calmer. So I... It kind yeah. of ripples into yeah, all aspects. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So it's not just for those crazy extreme people who want to visit depths or swim meters underwater in the pool. I think everyone can learn it and, you know, apply it without even getting their hair wet. Yeah. And, and there's yeah, so exactly. many benefits. To it. And when you're competing is so you have this um sort of how long can you hold your breath? Mm -hmm. Is it like the amount of depth you achieve as well as time under All of the above. like So there's um lots of different disciplines. Mm. One discipline is lying flat on the surface of the water, airways submerged, so nose and mouth in water, and you lie still and you hold your breath. So that's called static, so you're mm. lying still, and that'll be your longest breath hold. And that's my 559 breath hold. This is the year where I, I'm going to be able to say it's a six minute. Yeah. I'm going to get six minutes. It kills me to say 559 <laughs> all the time. So that's, the, that's static. And then with the depth disciplines, which is the ones I compete in, and um, it's it's like that. It's meters below the surface. Okay, cool. Yeah. So both sort of different categories. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. And have you had any experience? Like I know in climbing, like people ask me all the time, you know, like oh my god, is it really nerve wracking or whatever? And I guess at a certain point in your climbing, 
the height isn't like you're not going to go out every day really scared because yeah. then you wouldn't do that support exactly. but there are times when you feel like oh I was kind of panicked there I was getting you know what happens me more is probably pressure of performance it's Bingo. not necessarily yeah. like oh I'm really scared above the ground or anything it's more like I'm almost apprehensive like yeah. oh am I going to get what I want to achieve exactly. or whatever so is it the same for you well, that I can really really relate to um again going back to the mental aspect of free diving if you are panicked to begin with and say if my target depth for a dive was, because you've just set your target before mm. the dive, you don't just go down and see. So say if my target dive was 60 metres. If I was panicked about coming back up, there's a high probability my mind and then my body wouldn't have let me get there in the first place. Yeah. So okay. those thoughts will set off a physiological response that at 20 metres I'll go abort the dive. Yes. Yeah. But the the I suppose anxiety or nervousness or anticipation of hitting the target is a really big thing and then especially mm. in a competition environment. And it's tricky. Yeah. Um, and that's again your breathe up so the breathing you do to prepare that's when that that needs to be rock solid it, it, you know it needs to be second nature bringing down your heart rate. Mm. It's a funny one because you know there's this saying fake it till you make it. Freediving is the reverse. You have to make it first. Yes. You can't lie to yourself or your body underwater. It just doesn't yeah. work. So and I actually think I've spoken to groups about this before. I don't necessarily align to fake it till you make it. Yeah. I more feel like it's a, it's a trick in your brain, like to almost sometimes what I feel it is, is play a new record. Like you were saying yeah. of this, you know maybe the thoughts you're having around motivation like I sometimes think if you're kind of like oh I'm not going to do so well here like just notice oh can I just play a new thought like exactly. oh I'm going to do great here yeah. and that's not faking it that's more like I'm just going to listen to a, a reframing yeah. almost and then your body will trust that exactly like, so I, I actually don't think it's fake it's like I'm just going to start just being different yeah, yeah. Exactly. so I'm a big Jim Henson fan and his and his in his biography, he talks about, uh, you know, experimenting with puppets and so on, but he's kind of coined a phrase that I use across the board, and it's playful curiosity. Yeah. Um, of taking away the parameters of what you want to achieve and just having a play. Mm. So I've used that in a lot of different areas, but particularly in freediving. Uh, a lot of the time you can get what I call, a, what I call blame brain. So, you know, you're on a dive and you just go, oh, I'm not feeling it today. And your mind goes to, oh, uh, yeah, you didn't sleep that well or, you know, whatever. Or you remember you had that piece of chocolate after four, you know, it's yeah. stupid uh, excuses, but they're excuses nonetheless. So normally then you go, oh, I'm just not feeling it. And your body shuts down and you come up and abort the dive. So when I find myself going into blame brain, it's really hard yeah. to say. Say it ten times fast. Blame brain. <laughs> um, when I find myself going into blame brain, I go, okay, well, you, if you aren't feeling it today, and if it is because you didn't sleep well last night, what would a dive look like in those conditions? Mm, new game. Yeah. So it's kind of going, okay, well, you know, it, again, it's just kind of not tricking yourself, but it's just, okay, we leave something else to explore. Right, so it might not be a target dive, but let's see how deep and how relaxed you can be despite not getting a good night's sleep mm. or despite... Your wetsuit being too, whatever excuse you've just yes, come up with. Yeah. So it's a new game. And so you're going, oh, okay. And approaching that with curiosity rather than pressure. Yeah. Seems to be the, the and it's more process oriented. Yeah. So it's kind of being in the moment where like, okay, fair enough. I'm a bit tired. And you're kind of like that exploring what are my Ooh. options now. Instead of I think, yeah, like it's the same in climbing. Like you can get like oh, the only thing was the end goal or like, the you know, the, to clip the top of the route or whatever. But it's like, maybe there's other things I can explore today, like one hard move and be like, okay, great, I got that done yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, it's so true. Um, And with the like thinking, like has there been any dives where you went towards, say, what you thought you could do that day mm -hmm. and then you felt, no, it's really, like has there had been any maybe hundreds. bad situation or <laughs> like yeah like it, it is it's such a yeah i can't overemphasize what a mental um mentally driven sport it is obviously there's a huge physical demand but where your headspace is at is probably the predominant uh, factor for me anyway um 
there was a dive I was working on a discipline called CNF or constant no fins and that looks like a breaststroke going down okay so you're going yeah. down without pulling the rope and without any fins it's arguably the most difficult mm. um, and the most mentally challenging it's a tough one for me and um, I have blacked out on those dives before okay so I really wanted to demystify it so mm. I was just drilling it again and again and again because the build-up to it was almost worse than the dive itself so I'd set the target for 30 meters, which you know would be a really conservative dive for me. Um, for CNF, it's it's a big demand, um, but certainly well within my reach. Yeah. And I made it. That's great, lovely. So then we were going to go to 33 meters. Oh God. Um, so I was going down. I remember it so well, and I remember thinking, Gosh, this feels easy. It's almost too easy. I bet I'm not. And then that was it. Was dive over. I just because I started thinking. So it started off as a positive thing of this is too easy. But then my brain switched into maybe you're not clipped into the line. Maybe you've gone past. Maybe you're shallow. That and just yeah, in those like like was, a panic. Exactly. Yeah. Like it was probably like a nanosecond of a thought process. But that was it. My body was like, sorry, pet. Yeah. Off you go. Not yeah. today. So like. You know, that's not an example of something going wrong per se, but my dive was over. I just yeah. started thinking. Yeah. So it's that balance of, and that's what I'm talking about, you know, relaxation. It's that balance of being present and aware, but not being, I won't say conscious, but not going into overthinking or not going into the analytical or yeah. intellectual side of yeah. your brain or whatever. And I think it's good though, like it happened to us this summer. We went to do a climb, um, so it's a multi-pitch, it's in the mountains, mm. we'd stayed up the night before to get up super early, do this climb, and once you're on it, you're kind of committed to being like, okay, keep I'm going up or whatever, yeah. but I just got super panicked. First of all, our water bladder broke, so we would no water, it was like really sunny day. And I just started to get all those thoughts, yeah, like, yeah. where I'm going to be parched, like, yeah. you know, that, like, I'm, this is too sketchy, yeah, yeah, da, 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 yeah. da, and all these thoughts. And then, you know, I could feel it in my body. I just start getting a bit, like, just you know, that feeling like you're sweating and you're tense. And I just said it to Neil. I was like, can we bail? Can we just leave? <laughs> and he just said straight away, he said, yeah, no problem. We set our things up and we left. And, like, as we were walking down, I was like, oh, do you mind or whatever? And he's yeah. like, no. If that hits you, you don't want to be in a situation where you're making it worse. No. And then your memory is, oh, I pushed myself like further past my comfort zone. Yeah. And like we went back a couple of weeks later and did it. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was such a good day. But I think he's right. Like that feeling, it's good that it happens to you because you're aware, oh, I'm still human. I panic. Yeah. But then you can almost go back and choke it to like, I have like resilience now to still enjoy it. Exactly. It's not like failing was the end. It's just like it was just a day just that a day. didn't work. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I, I did have one day, and you know, I spent uh, three months in Egypt, so training two days on, one day off, two days on, one day off for the full amount of time. And there was one day, and it was towards the end, I think, where I went underwater and I just thought, I was doing a warm up, and I just thought, mm, not today. Yeah. I don't want to be underwater today. Mm. I didn't really have a reason. My body just told me. Yeah. And I listened. And, you know, I was with two buddies. And, and you know, we set up the boy or buoy to boy here. Uh, boy <laughs> together. And, uh, you know, do the ropes and everything. And I said, I'm just going to get out of the water now. And that was it. Don't know mm. why I didn't really examine it. And I was fine the next day. But like that. You do need to be able to make those calls as yeah. well and be honest with yeah. yourself. So and it gives humility, like especially yeah. when you're teaching now or working with other people, yeah. that like it's not this kind of ignorance of like, oh, I can of do everything struggles. all no. the time. Like you can kind of acknowledge, no, I have crap days. <laughs> like, uh, but like again, for free diving, and I'm sure you know, obviously it's the same in other sports. But you know, it it's it depends on so many different factors. So I don't think. You know, even if I make all my target depths that I want to make, I don't think I'll ever feel like I got this. Yeah. Because yeah. A, it's the sea. Yes. Um, yeah. And you never got this. Yeah. The sea. Um, and it also depends on so many variables with you, with yourself. Mm. Um, so you know, it can it can change. And exactly like that, you know, I'm teaching a lot at the moment, um, and I just said to my pal who's an instructor said I want to do a breath hold a static haven't done one in ages I just need to be reminded 
of what it's like. So yeah. if I'm encouraging people to push through the discomfort, I need to be reminded of it again. Yes. So yeah, you do yeah. need to keep that fresh in your mind. Yeah, definitely. Mm. It's really interesting chatting about it, like, because I'm obviously coming from, like, a land sport. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, yours is water, like... For me, heights was never a thing. I wasn't, like, as a child, like, scared of heights or yeah. anything. Whereas I think for some people, heights is their thing. And then since, Heights is my thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> since we started going to the sea, like, I've really battled with, like... You know, I love jumping in the sea yeah. and I can do that. And we've kind of gone sort of bigger distances the odd time. Yeah. But it's a massive thing for me. Like I did a triathlon last year. At my, what particularly is the massive thing? I don't know. Like like what happens to me is I get super panicked. Like if I go out far from yeah. like an edge. Mm -hmm. And I swam a lot in college and I got competent enough. And I know I have the physical skill. Mm -hmm. But when it's like... I don't know, I did this triathlon with my sister and we were getting into the water and she just went off. I was like, oh, and I had an absolute panic attack. Like I started kind of going white and like feeling that I was going to panic and a guy, you know, the people in the kayaks was like, you're all right now. And he let me hold the kayak for a few minutes. And once I sort of went, just finished the swim, you know, I did it and I had to stop a couple more times, yeah. but I kind of got out of that panic mode. But then during the summer this year, I was like, right, I'm going to try and do an open water swim mm. when we're away because it's a bit warmer and all that kind of yeah. stuff. But it's like I needed Neil there still. Yeah. Like I was like, will you just stay beside me? Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny, it just keeps coming up for me and I've described it to friends. And I, like, I think it must be what heights is like to other people. Yeah. And it's like, it's just interesting to me like how you're talking about the mental because it's like, you know, I've thought about it a good bit and I think... I don't think it's something I can talk myself like you know like you say like force mm, just do it, just do it. it no. like it's more like it's kind of like that like a you know relax relax go out a bit more try go back in <laughs> like that kind I of thing offer a physiological explanation yeah um you know obviously there's a, a mental aspect to it as well yeah but you know I'd meet a lot of people who don't like going in the water, but their primary thing is they don't like putting their face in the water. That makes them feel Yeah, trapped. yeah. Um, and there's a really good reason for this. So underneath your eyes, so just across, underneath your eyes and across your nose, the front of your face is called the uh, trigeminal nerve. And once that is submerged or once it's hit with cold, particularly cold water, and let's face it, yeah. our sea is cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once that um, is, uh, hits cold water, it triggers a set of physiological response, responses um, called the mammalian dive reflex. So this whole, it's inner dolphin, there you go. Yeah. So this whole thing basically, it helps our body hold our breath. So that's all, that's terrific for free divers and we want to trigger it and we want to get the endure, you know, going, whatever. But the effect it does have when you're trying to breathe is your body kind of stops. So what I'll often see in the 40 foot or whatever somebody's in you kind of get a gas get <laughs> yes and yeah. your body is kind of stopping so yeah basically your body's going no hang on a second what are we doing are we breathing or not can yeah. we make up our mind please so that normal <laughs> yeah. rhythm of breathing that we've been doing which chances are is going to be a little bit shallow anyway once we get into the water uh, cold water hits the face and the body goes oh right you're in water okay we're going to stop it but then we're not fully immersed in water so we still want to breathe and there is that kind of struggle between breathing and not breathing yeah so you most often see it someone you know jumps in and comes up and they're kind of gasping for air yeah so they're not running out of oxygen by any means but there is that the it's, rhythm yeah has been it disrupted. does make sense because i find in the pool you've got this rhythm like yeah. turn to the side yeah. and breathe and like you know you could do that all day long but then I guess what you're saying that's exactly what happens to me because I don't mind putting my yeah. face in water or anything but I think it's the rhythm with the breath is different than in a pool because yeah. you have to maybe start to train yourself to get yeah, used exactly. to that gasp or yeah. whatever so yeah I'll remember that there now the go. next time nice <laughs> yeah. slow diaphragmatic breaths getting yeah, into the water yeah 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 so interesting yeah. and I did do I did a clinic um, two years ago in Dublin you know with the ocean breakers yeah. and that was amazing wow. like I felt so confident you know when you had a coach there and you're yeah, kind of like of oh I'll just follow her yeah and like I think 
that's a bit of it as well. That gets you out of your head. Because, yeah. you know, she might say to us, right, I'm just going to go here, follow me. Mm-hmm. You know, and then we're going to write. Like, and you, you kind of just have to do it. You, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely employ that awareness. <laughs> so, yeah. And, like, do you find then when you're doing these teaching, like, do you go through any of this stuff, like the mental aspect? Or has anyone gotten super nervous that you've had yeah. to kind of coach through or anything? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Um, so I saw, I think, 12 people over the weekend and three people really struggled mm. with the um, mental aspect, like really struggled with it. Um, one girl, um, she had the shortest breath hold out of all of them over two days, but I'm most proud of her dive. Um, she really, uh, she really fought it. Yeah, so, cool. Um, you know, she did her warm up and came up, and I could see, you know, she was bringing some tension into her body, um, and I could just see in her face that she was having a little bit of a tough time. So we did chat, we talked through things, and we came up with a strategy for next time. And it was a little bit less, but she. So I asked her to talk through what was going on for her, and. She just pretty much said, she goes, but my body, I, I, I just, I want to breathe. Yeah. And it became quite an emotional thing, um, which is hard to explain. It just kind of tends to happen. Um, but when she came to going for a max attempt, I seen, you know, the longest she could hold, she did fantastically. That's good. And yeah, she just went for it. Um, and I was, I was, I was absolutely bursting with pride. Yeah. And we, we spoke about it afterwards and she said you know it's not a really big breath hold but it's a little thing for me to overcome and the little things are often the big things oh man just is like yeah. you are incredible yeah so you know yeah a lot of people struggle with the mental side of things mm. um and i think it really depends on the person how willing they are to kind of edge themselves into it and go mm. for it so and that can take a while yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like me, three years. <laughs> but like, it's so interesting to me that like, I suppose in our current era, like, like sea swimming and jumping in the sea mm-hmm. is getting more popular and more sort of recognition. So then yeah. more people try it. Yeah. And it's like any sport or endeavor. If you start seeing your friends do it, you're like, yeah. oh, I'll try that or whatever. But what I do feel the draw is, is that kind of, you know, we have lots of things easy and we mm-hmm. can sit and watch tv all day if we wanted and i think people do deep down have some sort of draw to being like i want to feel like i have to try or like i have to kind of almost be scared a tiny bit or struggle and then be like oh my god that was amazing like i think people do want that and i think for anyone yeah like anyone who has you know maybe anxiousness in everyday life or like sadness like loads of people are kind of speaking about that how that kind of element of you know it really puts you in like you're cold Mm -hmm. you know you have this breathing situation happening it kind of brings everything present more than maybe going for a run or whatever it can do because it's quite you're in the element of like all right okay I can't think about anything else and so yeah I'm slightly biased (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely it was only excuse me, last week going for a swim up on Greystones and a uh, lovely crew up there. I was not feeling it. Yeah. Like, at all. I was full-on grumpy. And I think, now I've been, I've been swimming through the winter for quite a while now, but I think before this year, that would have been a, a day where I would have gone, you know what, not today. Yeah. But I kind of, I had my gear already packed. I'd said to one or two that I was going up. So I got into the car. When I arrived up there, Saw the conditions, it was really cold. Um, and I think for the first time I was about to say, I'm actually just gonna watch today. Yeah. But I didn't. And got in moaning all the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think about 30 seconds once I'd submerged, I felt it, it was like a switch. And I was got, went from off to on. Yeah. And suddenly everything changed mm. from moany I'm grumpy I'm cold moan 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 to yeah wow it's amazing <laughs> to be alive like that is you know yeah. such an incredible switch and I think you know if that wasn't my practice or if, you know, practice or if I didn't do that on a regular basis that day would have probably by six o'clock I would have been in foul humor yeah I would have just teased that humor out until you do something to kind of break the pattern yeah. And my gosh, uh, getting into cold water really breaks up. Yeah. <laughs> and would you be like, 
would your character lean more towards resistance than it would towards, oh, I'm so excited, like, about yeah, doing no, this. No, I'm a resistor all Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but, and I, you know, I, I did the um, Humans of Swimwise. Humans of uh, Swimwise, yeah. Um, uh, an account on Instagram that just does a little uh, biography on some of the Humans of Swimwise. Um, so in my one, you know, I was asked, what's you know, my favourite part of the swim? And for me, it's part of the pantomime beforehand. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to do this. I'm so cold. <laughs> but it's kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. Because if someone said to me, well, then don't do it. I'm like, no, 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 but I really want to. You yeah. Know, it's part, it's a pantomime. It's part of the game. And then after, it's the contrast between who you are going into the water and then who you are coming out. And it's, yeah. It's almost comical, the difference. Yeah, it's hilarious. But I think <laughs> yeah. I, I do it. And it is tongue in cheek. But genuinely, I'm, I'm so grateful that I can and... I live near enough to the sea, but I'll always travel to it. Um, and there are incredible people doing it, so maybe I should bring the moaning down. A yeah, bit. <laughs> it's part of it now. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and then with your competitions, have you any coming up this year? Mm -hmm. Competition on the twenty third to the twenty eighth of April is my first one for the season, and that's in Mexico. So I'll head out. Um, oh, I'm being lured into do. When I say lured. I'm hopefully doing a Mindful Run West. Okay. Uh, so it's a group of lads from Greystones, organised by Social Fabric. They're running to Galway. Oh, wow. Days. Oh, cool. Yeah. We're starting with the swim in Greystones, doing the run over two days, and then ending with the swim in Galway. So I'm being lured to do that. Now, when I say that, I'll do the swim and 5K patches along the way. And okay. Um, so that's the first weekend in April, and I'd like to be here for that. And then the Monday, I'll head off and go cool. trainings around the... And what so if they're running from Greystones to Mayo, how what's Go the away. kilometers? I have no idea. I won't be doing all of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's for yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll do whatever. Wow, cool. Yeah. yeah. And um so that competition in Mexico is what yeah, disciplines is so in uh, that So that's that'll be depth. Um and there's a few different ones you can do. I'll do hopefully free immersion, which is pulling down on a rope. Mm. I'll hopefully do the CNF, which is the breaststroke, and then uh, kicking down with fins so okay. I'll do three hopefully um, but because it's my first one of the year I, I'm not I don't have any high expectations it's also in a cenote so it's fresh water which okay. will make a big difference yeah, now, yeah, yeah. I've seen the pictures they're incredible um, but yeah I'm not going with any big expectations I'll train then for home for May and then gone for June as well and then line up some competitions Okay, cool. And what's the story in terms of can you get support from Ireland as a nation for your freediving or um, like the sports bodies or anything? No, no, no. no. It's that so hasn't crap, really happened yet. Yeah. The way I see it is, you know, if you have to explain what your sport is, yeah, you're kind of yeah, um, not on an equal playing field to begin yeah. with. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm lucky. Our company has um, two companies, in fact, um, have supported me or given me money towards my training so time wise systems and also I'm an ambassador for Voya Skincare. That's cool. So, yeah. Yeah. And did you have support. to seek those out? Did you have to kind of go right, I'm gonna try yeah. and get on top of this now? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That was all done uh, during last summer. Hmm. Um, and I'll continue doing it now. Yeah. Um, but that often takes just as much time as training. Yeah. And so. that's like so say when you started you said right I'm gonna make a go this kind of mm -hmm. being a representative of Ireland going into these competitions you kind of had to do a little bit of kind of going out into the public saying yeah. that's what you're doing and like going on to the radio and stuff yeah. like how is all that did it feel different from what you wanted to do um, or I, I it's funny I remember the moment I decided I was going to do this because I could have done the world championships without all of that yeah um, and just kind of kept it private sort of yeah and I don't really know why I didn't. Um, because there is always that thing of once you put yourself out there, um, you're open to criticism. Yeah. And in terms of, you know, the ranking in the world, I'm very much a baby diver. Yeah. So, you know, I was putting myself out there and hoping to set Irish records, but afraid that other divers who do double the amount would think who the hell does she think she is. Mm. But, you know... I knew that's not what it was about and I suppose the more I did it the more I felt confident in that. Um, 
like I said, we don't have any funding or even yeah. recognition or awareness of what the sport is. And there was no Irish team. I was an Irish representative. Mm. So for that to change, it needs to become a little bit more recognised or yeah. a, a greater awareness of it. It has to start somewhere. Yeah. Um, but it's so impressive making that shift because I suppose for you personally, there's like, oh, this is cool. I'm going to mm, do this thing. Yeah. And it was a personal endeavour. And then there's the shift to, you know what, I'm actually going to start promoting this and letting people know it's happening yeah. and whatever. And it's it's impressive to take that step because oh, it's you. not like you had people before you that you could look to and no. go, oh, like Suzanne did it last exactly. week or whatever. And like yeah. there, is, there are other um, athletes in Ireland um, and then some away teaching uh, instructors, freediving instructors, and like a few in particular, they their messages of support were phenomenal. That's so they're cool. Irish, yeah. they're Irish freedivers as well. Um, we're really really supportive. Um, the freediving community is relatively small, and I'd have good pals within it. So a lot of the other athletes from different countries were really supportive of me as well. But it does, you know, I suppose. A lot of it would have come back to body image, actually, for me, mm. because, A, no one looks good in a wetsuit, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm putting myself out there as an athlete and an athlete that represents their country. So that would have a certain image attached to it. Um, and I think that's probably the biggest struggle for me, you know, now. So I'm, I'm not competing just at the moment. And I want to look like an athlete without mm. compromising my health you know so come at it from a, a healthy balanced point of view mm. um, but yeah I think that's probably if I'm being honest that's been the biggest struggle for me yeah. at this stage you know and would that be a little bit of kind of negative self-talk or just yeah. worried what other people think yeah, or all of the above yeah and also you know social media doesn't particularly help um so in in the freediving world we'd be familiar with um very 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 slender uh, yeah. girls uh, whether it's in bikinis or tiny you know wetsuits so you know that's the image you become familiar with and yeah. like you associate that's what a diver looks like I absolutely don't look like that yeah um so that but it's so interesting isn't it like you know how you can go to the gym probably or do your breathing practices mm. or your free diving practices and be performing to maybe the numbers you'd like to hit or your you're achieving what you wanted to do that day and even when that's happening still like I'm not sure if it's the same for males as females but like for any of us that there could still be this really irrational doubt that oh I don't look like you know this other person even when it's not like even though you know inside I'm still I'm still performing like my targets or I'm still getting what I want to get it's mad isn't it like it's it's, it's incredible and I think this is where I'm so much more aware of self-talk so oh, whatever recently you know whether putting on weight or whatever it is or being unhappy with and um, I suppose the external uh, appearance appearance I just went hang on a minute now this body can hold their breath for 559 nearly six yeah and can also travel almost 60 meters below the surface yeah so let's not give it as hard a time yeah you know <laughs> yeah. so I've tried to kind of step in yeah um because my body does incredible things for me and mm. um, maybe I should treat it a little bit kinder and yeah that's been a really big influence on my relationship with body image and things yeah, like that. Yeah, so interesting. And I think it's kind of like we were saying about, you know how you had those dives where you experience like, oh, this isn't going how it's meant to go and you might exit mm. the dive. Like, it's kind of like that with our negative self-talk, like recognising it as in, it's just a thing that's happening. Yeah. You know, and I think it happens probably for nearly everyone, everyone at some point. Like, you know, oh, I look a bit crap or like I'm not looking as great as that other person or whatever. Mm. And it's almost, I think my thing is, that's normal to feel those, but I don't have to keep paying attention yeah. nearly. Yeah, yeah. Like I can just go, all right, okay, yeah, thinking negative, but then try and think of something positive yeah, yeah. or replace it or just I think yeah not maybe give it so much weight yeah. and sometimes maybe what I see on social media or hearing people talk about body image is kind of trying to enforce this like think positive and you know be really confident but I almost feel like that doesn't I never resonate with it because it's like I just 
I just don't want to think about it at all. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. funny, I'd say again, well, I didn't have to, but I got a set of pictures done um, with this terrifying, <laughs> terrifying Russian photographer while in Dahab. And, uh, oh God, she was just terrifying. Um, terrific. Mm. But, you know, this whole, she wanted me to be sexier. She's like, you know, look beautiful. And, I just needed another Irish person there so I could make a face. Yes. Or yeah. giggle or snort or something. It just jarred with yeah. me so much. Now, the photos she's produced are absolutely phenomenal. I'm going, I don't know who that girl is, yeah. but bring her out. She's super. <laughs> um, she took, like, really, really stunning photographs. Um, but it's that. It's that kind of, I don't know if I want to even think or whatever. But her mm. whole, you know... No, she was terrifying. Can I just clarify? She was terrifying. <laughs> Um, but I suppose how she got me to move in the water, how to sit really, it, I'm trying to say. Kind it of was, aesthetically. Yeah, whatever, exactly. Yeah. But it was a real um, effort to come outside my comfort zone. Yeah. And to be happy with how I look now, it was done without any makeup on, um, freckles and salty hair and everything. Um, and I'm really proud of those photos now. And it's not because how they look, but it's, I knew how uncomfortable that I was doing them. Yeah. Um, and now I'll go back to her when I go to Dahab in May and I'll go, okay, Yana, let's do this again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's to kind of think, I suppose, like if you had a group of young girls, like say 11, 12, and you were saying, okay, we're going to do some fun photos today for yeah. swim club or oh, whatever. whatever. Like, you know, it's to have almost pictured that like group of girls or a young girl and think right what would I say to her and then that's kind of what you're saying to yourself or kind of saying okay have an inner laugh about this or (laughs) you know just joke around or splash water in your face or whatever it might be but it's sort of I think it's that's how I see kindness like how would I picture 12 year old Naomi would I be like you know hard on her or would I be saying you know be real whatever I'd probably just be nice and yeah. just say be yourself the, the interesting <laughs> thing about Janice so she's Russian as I said um, <laughs> but you know my Irish default was just self-deprecation all the way yeah. she was having none of it Yeah. she actually stopped at one moment she said do you need a moment yeah. I'm, not, like, I'm not continuing with this so that's what I mean like I need another Irish person there that I could just make fun of myself and then I'd relax nope yeah. she was having None of it. <laughs> yeah. So it was quite a strict hand when it came to, you need to be nice to yourself. Mm. Now, look at yeah. <laughs> It's so interesting, like the little, the journeys we yeah. go on. Oh, like. And even for you, like, I guess that's a really cool thing for people to hear listening. Like you've sort of mastered this aspect of, uh, say, mind awareness and watching your thoughts in free diving and then it's still in other aspects of your life that yeah. you're not as you know maybe like um trained in like yeah. getting photos taken yeah, yeah. so it's like in other aspects it still shows up for you like hey this yeah, is a bit more racking yeah exactly yeah. and it's kind of I guess when we can look at it like that as well that like oh I just haven't done this as much yeah. and the more shoots you'll do it'll be yeah. like yeah this is me I don't think know. I'll ever do loads yeah. of <laughs> but at the same time they're they're again it's it's a massive shove outside comfort zone but again yeah. it does okay so that's outside comfort zone for me whereas yeah. holding your breath in water is outside comfort zone for some of my students yes. so it does give you that humility yeah definitely of, uh, it is an almost like a, a panic of oh yeah. I feel so uncomfortable right yeah now. yeah so it does and then it's like humble. you were saying about the you know the aspect of kind of having to promote online and sort of be a bit more public I think as long as you're being genuine people can feel it they can yeah. sense like oh she seems great like it's, what she's up to you know if there is a hater yeah, they it's don't know you. I really struggled with. <laughs> yeah. Um, of finding that line uh, of, I guess it's integrity. Um, yeah. I want my personality to come out, um, my sense of humour, which would be quite important, and then my uh, words of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I say as I roll my eyes. Um, but yeah, it, you know, to find that, I don't think I've 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 hit the sweet spot just yet, um, and I certainly you know, make mistakes or be back and things. Oh, Jesus. But uh, I'll keep going. You know, they say, or I say, or everyone says, you know, there are so many downsides to social media. Um, I spent the weekend in Strand Hill or in Sligo's teaching. 
and I went for a swim with an absolutely beautiful girl called Clara. She's the manager of the cafe that I had eaten in the day before. She had seen me on social media, so we got chatting, and then suddenly the next day we're having a swim at sunrise and then going for breakfast. For, you know, social media allowed us to connect. Yeah, and it's so enabled good. us to do this. Yeah. I sell out my courses at waiting lists because of, you know, promotion on Instagram and lots of other opportunities. Um, the guys that I swim with, I met them, you know, they contact me going, I see you're swimming, do you want to come and join us? I get invitations to come swim all the time and I'm meeting, like, continuously amazing people. Mm. And not only that, but they're like-minded. So they're doing things a little bit similar to me. They have an attitude of, oh, sure, look, we give it a go. And the more people like that in your life, the better. So, yeah, there are definitely some downsides, whether it's body image or pressure or curated life or whatever it is. But you know what? The upsides are there, too. Yeah, and definitely. I'm absolutely celebrating them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, and I think it's a really good point to bring up because it can be easy to say, oh, it's the worst, and you know, and kind of blame it for a lot of yeah. things. But it's also like, you know, even in the last... 10 years it's exposed people to so many aspects like sea swimming sports yeah. in the city like activities you know all those kind of things are really positive influences yeah. in people's lives and you know even the environmental movements yeah. like people 20 years ago could have been banging on about climate change and no one was kind of listening it might have been more like an outsider or sort of yeah. hippie point of view but now everyone's like oh whoa like They're this is real yeah. Like, yeah exactly so i think all of that i see as positive yeah. so yeah. so yeah it's great um so we might start winding up there mm -hmm. um thanks so much and really. if people want to join say like your workshops i feel like i want to sign up um <laughs> where do they find you so you stuff? can find uh, information on clairewalshlife.com yeah. or my instagram or twitter which is at clairewalshlife okay cool yeah.